And welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of uh, picking up another dog's dog poo. Another dog? Just, yeah. Wait, are you a dog and you're picking up another dog's dog poo? Or you have a dog and you're picking up another dog that's not your dog's dog poo? Uh, That one. Right. It was. It was almost. So it's my fa- my favorite. My favorite Frankie Boyle observation was: isn't there uh, is there nothing more depressing than watching some guy pick up his own dog poo? And then he goes, "Well, I suppose some guy without a dog picking up dog poo." <laughs> <laughs> and I, for some reason, that's always stayed with me. I'm just. I just find that quite funny. We're looking after a dog at the moment. Oh yeah, no, I remember you telling me. How is he? How is he doing? Good boy. Good boy. He's a good um, boy. Good boy. He's not keeping uh, you up at night. No, I um, I also wanted to say, did you? We we went to see Kevin Bridges last night. Oh yes, you did. How was it? It was it was really good. It was really good. But I had some really funny things that I kind of wanted to like say to you about it, which is actually really interesting. And and it was a it was a fascinating show, right? So for any of you that for any of you that are kind of I, I guess like massive comedian fans or, or watch follow the community like Cambridge obviously he's a you know I would say I'd say a household name in the UK would you say I'd say he's pretty much that uh, in Scotland certainly definitely definitely Scotland so so you know but a lot of people he's, this is playing in London but he's not toured since 2018 I think he was saying oh so really this is, yeah which feels a long wow, time but I guess makes a lot of sense and so he's doing this big sort of comeback tour and this was some of his like warm-up acts he was trialing out new material and it's fascinating and I listened to like a fair amount of like com- like comedian podcasts listening to them say like how important those warm-up gigs actually are because that's when you realize what is good and what isn't good because yeah. when we watch like your Kevin Bridge specials or you watch like the big specials for the comedians like you forget that they've had to you know, spend like quite literally months and in some cases years practicing that material in front of audiences, trying to work out what works well and what doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard I've heard loads of comedians talk about um, their workshopping mm. gigs and how long it actually takes. I've heard like James Acaster talk about it. He's excellent. I love yeah, him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And also uh, Russell Howard talks about it a lot because obviously he's... He does a lot of that in Chiswick actually. Yeah. He, he does a lot of his workshopping there apparently. There's a couple of pubs that he does does a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. That's cool. I'd love to go to like a wee venue and just happen across a massive massive yeah. A-list comedian just trying out their stuff. I think it happens a lot. Like I yeah. genuinely think it happens a lot. I think it's I one of start, these things. I need to start going to comedy you know, clubs. That's what, what, what Maddie exactly what Maddie and I were saying. Yeah. Cuz I just it, don't. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And, I, and it was great. I mean like and he is so funny. I mean I'm not going to I'm not going to do any of it justice like repeating some of the jokes, some very funny observations about things like coronavirus and you know like Ukraine and comparing Ukraine to like what was it? Um, Russia and Ukraine, like Russia is like somebody's mad, mad cousin who's rocked up to a house party and is beating, beating shit out of the youngest guy there. And the, the rest of the house party are supporting wee Timmy from the other room and just like throwing him like feathers and cushions to try and attack. You know, but, oh, and he was doing all, he was doing all the parts. It was very funny. Dark, and, but apt. And he just did. Yeah, it was just very like relatable. But like, 
What what I find most fascinating is when you see a comedian and they're like they do some bits that work, some bits that don't, and they were joking around this and going, Oh, maybe that bit didn't work, that bit's not gonna make the show, and everyone kind of found that funny, like they were part of it. But the hecklers, the hecklers are what you don't see, and there's a lot of heckles in small venue comedy. Like yeah. a lot of heckles. And yeah. what's also interesting is when you see massive big like you know when he does like the hydro and stuff like that, or any comedian yeah, yeah. does that the heckles are also very funny because the and the reason why they're funny is because he's filtered out the comedy heckles and he knows how to respond to them and especially when you watch like a dvd if a heckles made it into the dvd it's there because it's funny and it yeah. worked as part yeah, of yeah, it yeah, sure, but sure. what you don't see is all of the crap heckles that people throw and i had a newfound respect but also it was a bit odd because I was also a bit like, oh, you could have dealt with that better because it kind of sets your expectations that these people are genuinely like very quick. But it is impossible if somebody from the back of the room just shouts out, Glasgow, what do you do? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, what a terrible heckle. Yeah. And, and his response Atrocious. to it was like, and his response to it, because I knew he was talking about his home or whatever. And he's like, come on, I love you, Glasgow. Come on, Glasgow. And his response in that moment, like instantly was to deflect and go, Oh, what a shite heckle and all this sort of stuff. And like instantly he turns the audience on his side because he's like having a go and like think you know, being the big man, well, oh, that's really stupid. But I'm like, God, that must be so like someone else he like said a, a joke and it didn't quite land and you could tell he was like, Maybe that one won't work. And someone in the front row was like, Not your best. And the whole and he like properly like vindictively went after this bloke for a few minutes and yeah. like was having a go at him. And the rest of the audience were like cheering and laughing, and I was like it's pretty cutthroat, this shit, right? I, I've, I've, I don't have a great opinion of heckling. No, me neither. I don't, I, I like, got, at all, yeah, just fundamentally, no. yeah. like, at all. I, I, who, who gives members of the public the right to stop a performer or to interrupt a performer the, doing the, a thing? Exactly, exactly. It, it's, it's, it's just fundamentally unacceptable to me. No, but but it's one of these ones where like I think there's like there's an interesting psychology to this, and I can't remember who it was I was listening to talk around this. I don't know if it was. I think it was like a. I I remember they were talking. It might have been Doc Brown and Diane Morgan. They were doing this really interesting. Diane Morgan is truly hilarious, and she was sort of saying, I don't, I'm sure it was her. But it was saying around um, the idea that a heckler in a show, like the psychology from that is actually quite interesting because what they're basically saying is it's like you feel the need to interject. Like as a human, you go and you watch that thing. You see someone talking for an hour, an hour, and you feel is your instinct to be like, oh, it's a conversation and I could interact and it's there for How? you. Who and thinks you... that? But because if you think about it, right, there's someone who's there. There's somebody on the stage, right? And their role is to stand there and to be funny and relatable to you. And it's a, it's like a human impulse to want to like interact with that thing, like more so than any other art form, because literally they're doing their job if they're relating themselves to you. And so right. that's where it's like crosses the line to be kind of like you can see from a psychological perspective why someone would heckle a, a small venue comedian over like a musician do you know what i mean yeah. so like it invites you to be able to comment and and i guess like yeah and i, and I was it was interesting they were kind of explaining it that way and i was like i've never thought about it that way it's like why would you never get a heckler at like a play and it's like no because you know you're going there to watch a rehearsed thing and especially if they're kind of fumbling around on the stage and like not quite sure what they're going to do like one dude got properly thrown out like yeah. legitimately just got arm wrestled out of the room because he started swearing and shouting. Jesus and we all got Christ. E- I mean, it was wild, mate. 
It was totally wild, but I like, totally take recommend a, take a, it. Take a look at yourself, my yeah, God. Yeah, I know. But, like, but that's part of it. And there's like the secret comedy club around the corner from where we are, which we're going to go. It's, you know, it's pretty cheap on like Wednesday nights and Sundays, like a fiver. And it, but, but apparently, it's like it's, it's the Wild West. Like, it's brutal. And even if you're like in the front couple of rows, expect to have the shit ripped out of you. But also, like, someone's going to comment, someone's going to heckle. And like, they often. It's, I just like. Yeah, to your point of like, I never go to these things and it was a one-off, but now I'm like, fuck, I want to do more of that. Like, it's quite infectious. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Can Can I bring back an ancient segment? Yeah, go for it. Shit what we see on the tube. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a while since yes, we have shit what we see yes. on the tube. Uh, I got on the tube the other day. Yes, and then and the and the wheels rolled on. Was it a step-free access platform? Was it, it was a step-free access platform. <laughs> and... Who was sitting there, um, and who uh, only only empty seats? So I sat down next to him. But bloody Sir Ian McKellen, did, couldn't believe did, it. Did you? Did, but it was how, so. Explain. Was it was it a packed tube? Was it just the two of you on this? Couch? No, it was a packed tube. He was on the front. Um, if you have you have you gotten on at West Ken West Ken Station? Yeah. Oh, was it West Ken? Was he? Yeah. So that I mean that is that was our that's your haunting and that was where we used no to absolutely there. and so when you're going when you're going west on the district line from West Kent you 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 get on right at the front of the train because that's where the stairs are yep and but so you're he going west and going west out, yeah because I was yeah because yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah, Richmond yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, going yeah. to Richmond and it turns out he was going to Richmond as well so I rode from West Kent to Richmond sat right beside Serene McKellen like literally you, the, you, the you, stair the 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 seat right beside him and I was like but, holy shit. Did you say something? Not on the tube. He was reading a script. He was reading oh, a script. Oh, wow. What was he reading? Did you have a wee look uh, over? I, yeah, of course I did. Of course what I was he reading? I, did, I, I didn't like know this. what it was. I didn't know what it was. The, the, you know, it was very... It was very... Um, was he very flamboyantly dressed? Oh, often very is. thespian. He was wearing his rainbow socks oh, and, no. and, a, and, a silk pa- and a silk paisley scarf. Ooh. Um... Uh, and just sitting there reading a script with like the the the, the book kind of folded back onto itself, so you couldn't cool. see the cover. Um, very 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 fespy. Um. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't like a new script. It wasn't like paper, A4 paper. No, it no, it book. was a book. It was a publication. It was, it okay, was... so it was like a it was like a script of something that's already existing. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I, I, could, I, like, could, I couldn't just... I couldn't tell if it was old or new or whatnot. But yeah. um. But yeah, no, I didn't say anything to him because after all, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's going somewhere and it's, it's one thing, it's one thing seeing somebody in the street and saying hi, but like, if you, if you strike up some, some, something and you can't escape on the tube and actually maybe, maybe he doesn't want to be disturbed in that, in that that scenario, I think that that'd feel really bad. And honestly, nobody else was, everyone was on like taking was taking second glances at him like oh really account. but what was oh, really cool. interesting is there was not a single person that in the half hour that it took that on that train journey and he was on it way way before me so i don't know how long he was on that tube um that didn't say anything to him and i'm like ah that's class that's that's, that's nice and class having said that i did say hello to him at the end no, of the that's station so, no see i see i'm on that side of things like i and i i mean i was i can't remember, I, I think it was amelia clark that said something interesting she was like like genuinely as a celebrity celebrity yeah you know think we do like it when people come up to us like we we you know it's a it's a if done properly, it is viewed as a perk. And she said she'll always remember somebody came up. She says, "Miss, just like Miss Clark, 
I just want you to know, I really like watching you in shows and stuff, and I think you're that, a fantastic. Actor. That's and almost you... word for word exactly what I just said to him. I just but... said, "Pardon, pardon me, Sir Ian, Sir Ian," and he went, "Yes." Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just like, I, "Sorry, I just I, I was standing to you on the tube. I didn't want to disturb you, but I just wanted to um, say say hi and also I love your work and thank you very much for it." And he was, "Oh, that's really really nice of you. Thank you, thank oh. you very much." And he was obviously on his way to somewhere, so he, he very he had very very few words. But it was just, uh, do you know what the really weird thing is? Like the truly did, did truly you, did truly you turn weird to thing. To go the different the same way, and then you like started walking together for like the next half an hour. No, 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 absolutely no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. We were going different ways out of Richmond yeah, Station. Yeah, yeah. But the truly truly weird thing, and I promise you, this is true. Yeah. I was listening to the Fellowship of the Ring as I got on the train. Oh yeah, really. well that's not that weird though. Like it's not that weird because I li- fair, because you yeah, you, yeah, you know I listen to that all the time. I mean I listen to it all the time. But it was the day. track "Very Old Friends," oh, which is yeah, where and then, I, and then and then I open the door. It's like holy fucking shit, that's good. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but but like to that point, like good on you, mate. And I, and I and I I would recommend this to anybody. Like you know, it's like we, we saw Brett Goldstein obviously last year. I think yeah, we did. Yeah, and like I I like. I, I hate that idea that you know go up to them respectfully because they're a human and the, he would that would have like um, hey maybe it would have made his day maybe he would have just been really happy that but like I'm I'm sure just just go up to him say you know Mister So and So or say you know I I think it's always respectful and just say um you know like if I was yeah just go up and say sir obviously sir yeah I, yeah as you said like that's that's class and that and anyway the point I was making with with um you know, Clark she was like yeah I like that that makes yeah. me feel really good makes you feel like it's worth it so I, I condone that's epic alex yeah on the flip side you have to be prepared if they're having a bad day they are totally allowed to tell you to f off 100 percent. sometimes people don't want to be talked to yeah i mean not yeah. not literally i think maybe that'd be a bit strong but, i think um, i think so i mean like i guess i may i guess it's like you've got to pick up on that sort of thing like the, the, you know like i guess like if yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I reckon I get, when you get to that level of fame, you just end up being numb to it, and you yeah, just, and you, you just have do. standard reactions to like but everyone I, in the street, regardless of your mood. But but, I, but like I don't know, I I kind of disagree. Actually, I I kind of think like no, I I think if you are choosing that lifestyle, especially someone as big as you, McKellen, if somebody's coming up and being nothing but polite as you were and saying I I genuinely you know even you don't have to embellish you'd have to go into things oh you my childhood growing up and stuff you just go as you said and just say I, I I'm a huge fan of your work and you know uh, watching you maybe very happy with yours thank you very much for thank you very much and yeah. left it at that do you know what I mean just just something really just simple classy done yeah like I I, I and you, you know to your point of around like oh they we should get on with the fucking show but this has been really interesting to chat I know but, it is, yeah but like you know to that point of like if they're grumpy and they tell you to fuck off, like I kind of don't think that's appropriate. Like I actually, I actually think that it's a responsibility. There, there's a there's a polite way to do it. There's a polite way to do it, but I but I also don't think that we as fans of someone that we know are entitled to any of that person's time if they don't want to give it. I don't think you're asking for their time though. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, I you know I, I kind of disagree. Like I mean it's like I mean actually ironically with Kevin Bridges like um. You know, uh, Rory met Kevin. You know, Rory um, yeah, met, yeah. Ke- met Kevin in, in the um, I think it was in, in an airport somewhere. And he went over and he did this. He did said, "Oh, just want to say, Kevin, I think you're really funny and thanks for your time." And he was like, he was just didn't want anything to do with him. Do you know what I mean? And I, and and I was like, and he therefore was kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a kind of a dick in person and stuff like this. And I'm like, I wouldn't if I was in that situation, you wouldn't want to risk that, right? Because like that kind of hearsay is a little bit like. 
damaging to the reputation, I guess. Like, all it takes is a couple... You know, like, there's some celebrities that are known for being dicks. Do you know a what I mean? A little bit, yeah. And it's a bit like... Ah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, that's a very interesting case study because that's in an airport. And that's oh, right. trapped in an airport, and nobody's going, and nobody's going anywhere. I there. think, I think they just saw it. I don't know the context. Of yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, hey, like interesting. Hey, but of course, we are not a celebrity podcast. But that was a good. Int- I like that. Good conversation, man. Yeah, that, that must have been good. so like. What, what was it at the start of the day? No, it was at the end of the day. It was about oh. six o'clock in the evening. I think he was. Oh. I think he was literally going to um, a play in Richmond. I think. Cool, cool. Well, I mean, okay, that's great. He must have a fucking cool lifestyle. I know, right? Imagine <laughs> being that into your. Th- Thomas Burke, mad that into your thing. Anyway, of course, we all are. I suppose. Um, we, are, of course, are not a celebrities podcast. We yeah, are, we're not, course, and we're certainly not a mad into your thing podcast. No, know. we are, of course, a music and movies podcast, and we're dressed like. But I might edit some of this. But I've enjoyed it. Um, we went to the cinema this week, Alex, didn't we? We did. We're doing a movie this week. We are. We're back at it again. Uh, the let's get movie. Straight into it because this is Marvel's second go with. Uh, it's a, it's a Marvel sequel, Alex. The Marvel's second go at yeah. what? Second at go Do- at Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's oh, their, yeah, sec- their second good. their second shot. For of course, this is Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Full spoilers up top um, for this review because and there's a lot of stuff to spoil, right? Like this yeah, is, first start. You know, this is, this movie's not about Doctor Strange. <laughs> it, well, yeah, he's not even that. the main character. He isn't really the main the character. The fuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, where do you want to go, Alex? So, so. Typical stuff, story, plot, characters, motive, um, going through, uh, and then music, obviously, music b- being the, the bit that I'm really keen to kind of chat through, because I fucking, I had something else, but I, I really liked it, so definitely, we'll, definitely. Get, we'll get to that. Um, I've restored my faith in Danny Elfman, because I've been on the, he's been on the ropes in my mind for a while, but we'll get yeah. there. But, uh, but on, on my point, on my, on my opening statement about this not being about Doctor Strange, have you read... Have Her you words. no 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 have you have you read the plot synopsis of this movie on IMDb? No, I haven't actually. Oh, I'm so glad you haven't. Do not look it up because I'm okay. gonna read it to you. You're it, never it, you're it, never it. gonna believe this, right? Okay, here we go. Doctor Stephen Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself, whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. Now, my that's question, wrong, though, isn't my it? My question to you is: <laughs> Is that the movie we watched? No, that's wrong. That's though, not isn't even it? close no, to being no, the no, movie no, that but, we watched. But, but, but the reason why that's not close to being the movie we've been watching is that that's what the trailers led you to believe. Remember that. I know like, there was a little bit of ambiguity as to who the villain was going to be. But, but there's I mean, mi- was... but there's misleading trailers, and there's thinking, and and there's I'm going to see a movie about this, and then not getting that movie. Mm. A synopsis is not a trailer. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just find that fascinating. I don't think mm. I've ever read a synopsis that's so far away from what the movie is actually about. Yeah. But then I was racking my brain and going, well, I don't think there's a version of a synopsis that you could say that is accurate that wouldn't immediately ruin mm. a spoiler for the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Tr- I just thought that was really one. funny. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's t- but let's go. What else is misleading about this? I, I don't think the trailer in the multiverse of madness is the right message. And I think I've been listening. I'm, you know, I was chatting to I, can't remember who I was chatting to someone at work who said the same thing. They were like, they were expecting. 
I was expecting there to be like we get a little brief glimpse of going through different multiverses and worlds. We yeah. basically go to two other ones, don't we? Yeah, 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 we do. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think that's a little bit. And, and obviously the cameo stuff, we'll get to that. But I think they were quite low in the cameos. But in the multiverse of madness, leads you to believe that there's like, in my opinion, the point of the, the reason why I think this the, the point of a multiverse is its endless possibilities, its infinity. Yeah, and then combining that with the word madly madness makes you think that you have combined with so many endless possibilities that you're going mad because of it. Like that's the yeah, kind yeah. of that's okay. what it emotes yeah, sure, to sure. me, right? But it's just wrong. Don't call it that. The, this film should have been called, and I've got a new title for this. And I think oh, this oh, is here a far we go. Title. Doctorverse, uh, Doctorverse, Doctorverse, <laughs> Doctorverse, <laughs> Universe Doctor. I think it should be called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Terror. Oh, that and not or Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Horror, or the or the Multiverse of Horrors. But yeah. I think in the Multiverse of Terror is a far more apt title. It sounds like a it sounds like a haunted house attraction at Disneyland. Kind of because because like if you think about but it, but not really in a bad to, way. <laughs> he, he kind of only really goes to one, and if you'd focused the concept that he goes to this terrifying con like multiverse world, I think that would have been a more endearing story to tell. But what they did tell was was really good and i guess like if we if we bleed into the story of this yeah uh, what what i thought um and i said this to you and i, and I can't i can't remember ever feeling this way because you and i turned to each other after this and we were like i think i like that and i was like yeah i think i yeah, really I like think, that too i think i like that yeah yeah i think and i think we both did and i'll yeah. say two things that this is this is often this is very rare the first thing is i think that this is the best sequel in a superhero genre Outside of maybe the Dark Knight, but I think this is the best sequel. And do, I do we count part threes as technically sequels? Uh, or are we literally just yeah, talking about part twos? So. I get about part twos, but yeah, maybe Civil War is pretty good, right? Like, but Ragnarok, but, Ragnarok as well. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think this was. I think this was just. But it was so different to the first Doctor Strange, and it was yes. so unique. And I and I really like where they took this character and this story. And the second point I'll say is. I don't understand the motives. I don't understand, like, there was a lot of stuff that I questioned, but I loved the execution. Like, I love how yeah. they executed a fairly poor concept. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, kind uh, of. And, and I think and I think uh, we can sum this up in one succinct kind of uh, statement, which yeah. is that this movie is directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah. And you can tell. Oh, and hallelujah, and hallelujah, we can I loved tell. it, man. I there loved was it. so much Sam Raimi identity mm. in this movie. Like it's mm. in it's in the DNA of it. Yeah. Which is so satisfying to see. You're yeah. seeing oh, these totally. really really like creepy but quirky and humorous sequences in it that could only be Sam Raimi. And you're thinking, yeah. oh yes an actual break from the mold. Now, the mold is still present in, yeah. in this but, movie but and was, we will get right, to it that. It was but... a break of the mold. But like it was just a it was just a unique like this wasn't an origins movie. This was just a good superhero movie that expanded the characters, it expanded the universe, and it did something that superhero movies tragically fail at doing. It had a really good third third part. It had yeah. a really good Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the finale was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's Ooh. a bit it's a bit odd, wasn't it? Do you it know was what I mean? a it's... bit odd. It was a bit odd. So I think I think if I'm gonna if we're gonna heap it heap praises onto it, I think all the Sam Raimi stuff is phenomenal. Exactly. Like yeah. um the, the, and it was in a lot of the set pieces where the horror elements came out that mm, were that was really that was really really noticeable to me. Like I I couldn't get over, you know the bit where she was stuck. Wanda's the bad guy, by the way. Yeah. yeah in yeah. case we weren't clear about this, um, where Scarlet Witch was trapped in like this the mirror world, but then she managed to get out by basically turning the mirrors into water. Yeah. And yeah. then all the characters that are like trying to get away with her because there's there's a lot of running away from Scarlet Witch in this. I love in, that. In this movie, yeah. Which I love that. Like, just everyone's just like, oh my god, let's just get the fuck away. No, from but her. but I, I, you're Jesus. right. And, and that right. vibe throughout the movie did provide a natural kind of terror, even outside mm. of the, even outside of the actual chase sequences. But it's, it's the but, idea that they couldn't escape, like they they couldn't fight her. They're like, no, she is just too powerful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know and, what I mean? I, and it's I, they so really, really executed her. Yeah, really, really executed that. And um, but but that moment where they're all scrambling to get rid of all the reflections and you, because she's going to come through one of the reflections yeah. like a puddle in the water <laughs> and then they do that kind of body horror like comfort, um body um yeah, augment, like the spider girl augmenting sort of coming down the stairs thing, coming out of the gong where yeah. she's like contorting her body i'm like oh that's rough but, but it's, it's so cool it and it's terrifying so yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the bit in the sewers where she's coming through and it's like Evil Dead. You know yeah, what I mean? and there's jump scares. And, there's, oh, there's jump scares and she's coming and she's limping and her eyes and are red. And bloody. And, oh. and it's like, and it, it, it's it's like, and you, I read this quite a lot, like people forget how far you can take a 12 or a PG-13 or whatever yeah. it's called. Like, like, and oh man, I, 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 yeah, it worked so, it worked, it just, it just worked so, so well. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and like, Again, praise to Sam Raimi for going, you know, like you're you're having to work to a twelve, and he's went he he's basically like he's stacked all of the kind of the 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 mature themes, not in like anything like swearing or sexually or anything like that. He's kind of went well. I'm going to be a twelve, but it's all yeah. going to be earned because yeah. of horror element and franchise yeah. it's not going to be one of these movies that has a little bit of horror a little bit of swearing a little bit of romance do you know what i mean i'm like there's none of these scale yeah. these ones down and build this one all the way up and because the net result's the same yeah and do you know what i i really think this movie will be at what function i think this movie will serve is i kind of feel like it's a bit of a gateway drug into the horror franchise into like yeah. the horror genre I think like young people, y- younger than us, because I- I'm not a big horror fan. I- I'm I'm a fan of good movies that happen mm, to be horror, mm, but like mm. as an actual genre, you know, I'm not the biggest fan. Mm, but mm. for younger people, younger people will see this movie and they will obviously get all these elements that are in there because there are jump scares and there's the body horror and like all, all these little bits of things and they'll go oh that's really interesting yeah, yeah i think i'd like to see more than that and i and i kind of think oh how great is that the 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 behemoth of the marvel cinematic universe is being used to push like i wouldn't say niche but kind of niche yeah, art yeah. form oh no i genre. like I like yeah 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 and, 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 and i really like, respect that and here's another question for you mate like um 
so obviously we had Spider-Man No Way Home recently come out, and then there's this one. Now, there, I'm not going to ask you which one did you prefer, because you can't really compare nah, them. Yeah, you can. But, but, but here's one thing that I think is a really interesting metric on them, and I, I have an answer to you. I mean, it's a pretty loaded question, right? Rough, which yeah. of these which of these two movies do you think is going to age better? Or in fact, yeah, which of those two movies are going to age better? I think this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I would go as far as say, I think, out of the MCU movies, this one is going to age like fine wine. This is going to be one of these movies where you're going to watch this a couple of years from now and you're going to go, I was fucking good. Yeah, yeah. There is a but to that, though. Okay, go on. Because I think what we're doing at the moment is very rightly praising it for its achievements. And those, mm. are, and those are great. However. Yeah, there is. <laughs> however. There is a sequence in this movie. There's one sequence in this movie. And I don't know if you were planning on getting to this later, but I'm pl- I'm getting to it now. Did you not like this sequence? I know the one you were going to talk about. It, it stopped the movie dead. When in- instantly I turned off and I went, fuck this. This, this, is, this is dumb as all shit. And it was dumb as all shit. And it stopped the, it stopped the flow of the movie um 100% and that's the illuminati sequence yeah 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 utter nonsense yeah, utter it, nonsense it was a bit it was a bit clunky wasn't it fucking atrocious and i was having a conversation with a colleague at work today about this and i i feel like this could have been done better and i want to get your opinions on this so yeah. basically the illuminati um is this council of, council of uh, superheroes on an, in another parallel universe it should be said yeah where there's no avengers where there's no avengers and they've had their own shit um go down over the years and so what you have is uh professor charles xavier um played uh returning patrick stewart but he was um, playing but he was playing but he comic. was he, he was playing the the 90s animation yeah, ver- yeah, version yeah, yeah. of uh of patrick of uh professor x which was really really weird like it, it didn't feel like the same guy as the x-men movies which mm. you could say is pro that there are pros and cons to that and like 100 percent. but we also had john krasinski as reed richards which yeah. frankly is unforgivable casting yeah unforgivable casting and i will get into why and we have uh, monica rambo as um this universe's captain marvel ish mm-hmm and we also had a different Mordo, mm-hmm, um, the kind mm-hmm. of nemesis of Doctor Strange. And, oh, Black Bolt. Mm, mm. And am I missing someone? Yes, Captain Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that rounds it up. Now, yeah. these are all... I don't know. Right, in the case of John Krasinski, for example, this is the biggest fan casting piece of... Um, superhero casting that the internet has dreamed up in the last few years so yeah. much in fact that the published comics mm-hmm. have actually started drawing reed richards mr fantastic looking, looking like, like john yeah, yeah, john yeah. krasinski no yeah giving giving the people what they want is one thing however putting him as a cameo in a movie where he gets instantly killed for being dumb, mm-hmm. I don't think is good fan service, actually. Because I've always spoken out against fan service for fan service's sake, but I actually think this is bad. I, mean, I think this think, is a I bad mean, version of this. But 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 I, I was reading somewhere that um, 
there is the other angle that this is just you know because Sam Raimi, he he likes to really have a go at the audience. He likes to yeah. really like you know where where appropriate. Like so the the and, and in in my honest opinion, that was easily the best post credit sequence that we've ever had. The the second one. Oh yeah, like yeah, that yeah. that truly like it made me laugh. Like I haven't laughed in in a long time at a movie. Like I it just it filled me with like yeah. It was just we very will get funny. to that. We will get we'll to get that. To, it was great. We'll get to it. But 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 the, but the nature of that is Sam Raimi to a T. Do you right. know what I mean? And so I read somewhere, and I, I thought I think it's quite an interesting um, opinion. Is no, 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 no. Like, he deliberately killed that version of John Krasinski's Fantastic Four to prove a point that, hey, here you go, guys. Ah, now he's dead. Do you know what I mean? And okay. I'm like... I think there, there, is an ar- there is an argument to that. I don't buy it for a single second because I, I, I cannot imagine that Kevin Feige would get the X-Men and the Fantastic Four into the MCU for a, a joke by the director that they're working but, with but, once. But why I can't. didn't they put in... But if they were going to do it, why didn't they put in Ewan... Gr- is it Grufford? Ewan Grufford from yeah. the, the original. Okay, why didn't so they put him you, in? Because so, I thought that's what they were going to do. Right. So what you've touched on now is how I think you fix this. Yeah. Or how I think you should have done it. I think they should have been different versions of... Um, versions of this character that we already know for example because part of why i think this stopped this dead is because we'd not seen any of these people before right Mm. there were different characters wearing costumes that we'd seen before for Mm. example monica rambo's captain marvel right Mm. Mm. but this whole team gets killed instantly by wanda Mm. maximoff and Mm. actually they get killed in interesting in interesting visually interesting ways but emotionally and dramatically i didn't give a shit i Mm. really didn't give a shit about any of them Mm. And so if the so if the function of the scene was to highlight how powerful Wanda Maximoff was, you didn't do a good job of it. All you did was um, have some dressed up characters being killed in cool ways, but it didn't demonstrate how much more powerful she was than all of them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? However, I think this it would have felt differently if, for example, instead of Monica Rambeau, it was actually Carol Danvers, not our Carol Danvers right it was it's their universe's carol danvers right mm. so like our captain marvel is safe but we as the audience have that association with a character and we've seen her in movies before so we have an idea of her power set mm. Mm. and like yeah, relatable yeah 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 and it's relatable so it's carol yeah Dan- i mean i guess we've kind of seen captain carter though like we know captain carter is pretty and like she's she stuck around as they always do like we have but the thing the about end. the thing about the super soldier thing and i heard um somebody else kind of make make this point that it's really funny that 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 type of character always survives in the fight much mm. longer than they should have yeah yeah yeah. Um, and so yeah they, they, I think we heard that, the same thing because yeah like we that point. Yeah. yeah and that is to- and that is totally true so i didn't really mind the captain carterness of it so much but then again we're we're familiar with peggy carter even yeah. when she even when she wasn't a super soldier peggy carter we are familiar with Haley atwell a lot so we feel a lot more for her i really right? like her i'd like to see more captain no, carter i stuff. like her as well i, re- but I, I see, really like her but i see john krasinski and i see um and, and i see monica rambo mm. and, and and i go why the fuck do we care we, yeah, we're seeing these yeah. people getting ripped apart and we don't and i don't i don't care at all yeah. and it just spoiled the movie and then the patrick stewartness of it it just was so hokey the fact yeah. that it didn't feel like 
the X-Men movies, Xavier. It was the closest we got to like, oh shit, she's powerful mm. because she she got Patrick Stewart in his kind of mind. But there, there was just something about it that didn't sit right. Uh, it's just a terrible sequence, honestly. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you feel as strongly about it as I do, but yeah, I, I can see. I can see why. I mean, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, so I mean, look the the other st- other stuff that I kind of want to chat through on this movie. So, um, the the, the plot that the incentives. I didn't really make a lot of sense. So of course, we get um, we're we're introduced to a new character, America Chavez. Um and she was very good actually. I really liked that, and I think there's always a bit of a you know obviously when they're introducing a a, a very very um I, I guess a, a very strong a strong new you know character into the MCU because she's got a very very strong power set yeah of creating multiverse and stuff like this. There is always that kind of there is yeah there but there is always that kind of like instant reaction that I think is a human thing where like you've grown up with watching all these characters. And then they threw you a curveball. They're like, "Well, here's the new really strong person." He's like, "I'll I'll be the fucking judge of that." Like that's the kind of yeah. normal reaction that audiences have. But like, I really liked her. I thought she was a really good character. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the Marvels. And I know that, um, you know, I know she was supposed to have shown up in Spider-Man No Way Home, and she didn't. There was some recastings around this, and I think they did some uh, quite a lot of recasting for this. I uh, not recasting re- reshoots for a lot of this stuff. Um, I thought she, I thought she was very, very good, but I didn't really understand Doctor Strange's motive of like why he felt he needed to save her, and like I also kind of understood Wanda's motive, but I don't really understand. I, no, I don't really understand her motive. I, I just think it was a bit like I'm gonna, I want her, and I'm gonna kill her, and your dream is you just looking at another version of the multiverse. I, I do you know what I mean? I was just like. I think it it felt very thrown together and a bit clunky. That's really interesting. That's really interesting because I, where where I had to suspend my disbelief, was actually at the end at the resolve. But actually, in the start, I actually really liked how Doctor Strange got into the movie because in literally like every other, in in literally every other superhero movie in the MCU so far, I, I don't think I'm wrong in in saying mm-hmm. this the story kind of happens to the to our our hero right but in this one there's a there's a disturbance in new york and he's a new york based superhero and he fly and he flies in to investigate and save the day that's like that's yeah, kind of yeah, what yeah, superheroes standard. should be yeah, right yeah exactly yeah yeah and then he and then he progressed through the adventure through his sense of like heroism and duty so i don't i don't think i think it's it's I think no, no, that's that's a fair point. The heroin and duty thing. I guess like, I guess they're. Just, I, I think we, but these characters typically in the MCU have never really been driven by heroin. Like they've always provided another motive for them to want to do right. And it, I it's think felt Trump, like it's felt like they've operated on a different plane, right? Yeah, Where, I think the rules are subtly different in this movie, and like the unit, like, yeah. Yeah, but it's almost like they're it's almost like they're gods like operating in a different um a, a different area to the rest of us where they're they're fighting these battles that none of us like know about or even yeah. affect us or care about and stuff like that. Whereas this one, he's like he he he's at a wedding in his civvies. Mm. There there's a disturbance around the corner. He um he does his you know his his Superman in a phone booth twirling thing to turn into doctor strange and he flies in and do that and i go wow 
great for going back to and and it felt like in in Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy whenever like um Toby Maguire would hear something and they'd be like I have to go cuz yeah, you know yeah. someone's in trouble and he's just going to yeah, go and yeah, save yeah, them yeah, exactly. and yeah. I think I think it's superhero-y and I think I think you your... were right in in kind of questioning why would he want to do that but then it, but then it's like well no because he's a superhero that's why yeah but you got to also remember though they 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 handled that kind of godlike approach quite well too because of all the characters like that was a theme from the first Doctor Strange he's a very narcissistic person and I think he's confronted with that quite early yeah. on in the movie you know people are going oh you think you're better than everyone and like and I, you know and I, yeah yeah it was good and it was handled very well and like you know yeah. good on Remy I, I, I also said something to you as well I thought the relationship between Christine Palmer and Doctor Strange that kind of will they won't they and then it kind of turns out like probably not because of you know the the first post credits yeah but there's still clearly is. feelings there yeah i it's, think it's it's beautifully complicated it isn't is, it i do yeah. enjoy it they've actually. done they've done it and i actually think bendy cumberpatch you know like i think he, he did really do well in this like he is he, yeah. he, i i really i really liked him in this one um and i and i and i thought rachel mccann everyone did a really good job in this everyone do you did know a, what i mean really 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 good job and especially elizabeth olsen yeah my yeah. god she was good and actually yeah. to go to briefly go back to your point about um wanda maximoff's um motives and all of this and stuff like that i i think when when you've been a diligent mcu fan and you've watched wandavision and you see her and 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 you track her progress from that into this and you get that she's been using the dark hold and she is getting corrupted i don't think it's too much of a stretch for her to have descended to the depths that she no, goes I, to I in, agree. This, in, in, in this movie. I agree. Where I lost it was actually her redemption at the end. Because some of the things that she did in this movie, and I'm like, right, she is off the diving board. Yeah, she yeah, is yeah. so far gone. And then at the end, they do this really quick turnaround where she basically just gets confronted with what she's actually done. Which... It was it was a good scene and it was a good device, but I'm like, yeah, but she went too far. Yeah, <laughs> she went I, way I, too far. I, I don't buy that being confronted with this scene would have stopped her. Would have stopped her or changed her mind on yeah, a dime like that. Couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. I, I I didn't I didn't quite buy that. I will swallow it and I'll accept it. It's not it it, it by no means breaks the movie, but I'm like, oh, it's it's just a little bit trite. Well, a it's little a little. Bit bit, I, I think what it is, it's a little bit. We're gonna keep her because we know you like her. So we don't. Well, except you know she, what I mean, I think except that she drops a mountain on herself. Yeah, they keep the cards and say, I think we'll see more. I mean, and, and as yeah, I say, there was, like, there was I, a there's a suspicious flash of red when the um, mountain was dropping was, down yeah. on her. I was like, ah, she's still alive, yeah. But but like I I also loved. I mean, I personally, and you know, I know you hate zombies, but I, I, I and, and it was funny because when they bury the zombie at the star and we know that there was going to be a zombie in this movie, I was like, and what I loved was they like, they knew you were thinking it when they were burying Doctor Strange and then you forgot about it. And the astral, like, was it astral projection? It, was, it wasn't astral projection this time. It was dream like, walking. you know, dreamwalking, yeah. which I, I, maybe they could have tied it to astral projection because it was kind of like they never really did any astral projection in this movie. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. was like a big thing of Doctor Strange. But here's, I, I, here's I, the I, thing. The idea of him going into his 
what's it, the, the idea of him going into his zombie self to go back and fight and the demons all around him. Was like, I really, I got a lot of entertainment out of that. So like, did I. I. Really and do you want to know why I enjoyed it? Yeah, I know, because you, you, you hate zombies and you thought this was a really good execution of using zombies. No, it wasn't. Because it's not a zombie. No, it's not a zombie. It's a living. Per- it's, a, it's a living. It's a living person controlling a dead body. That yeah. is not, and nor has it ever a been, what a, a zombie is. Did you, did you, did you ever? Get, did you get taken out a little bit? I thought some of the the eye makeup was a little bit crap. Like some of the like you could see it was actually prosthetics. Well, that's a there was corner. A, Sorry, there was just the, it just before I forget. I think that when you see his face as a zombie, strange. He's not a it zombie. Was, okay, whatever. It was good, but it could have been. A, I, I'm not having a go at prosthetics. I'm, I'm sure it took hours, but like, there's. I don't know about you. I could just. I could just see little faint bits of pink skin under his eyes. Watch it again. Maybe I've ruined yeah, it for people. I don't I know. Just, maybe I was a bit like, ah, oh, would I have killed you to like touch that up? I can't a say. Bit. I can't say I noticed. I, I truly can't say I noticed. Anyway. Anyway, there was someone else who did a very good job, Alex, wasn't there? <gasps> who was that? Wow, that was, of course, Mr. Daniel Elfman. Oh my goodness, do you mean to say that uh, an hour and 40 minutes into a podcast, we're actually going to talk about the bloody music? Well, we're 40 minutes in, but yes. Oh, 40 minutes, oh sorry. Hour and 40, my goodness. No, no. Um, I, yeah, I, I know famously we don't, we're not that good at doing, <laughs> when we do these reviews, I guess like we have to split this podcast up into doing like, in you know movie reviews and then do you know what, listeners you know what we do right before we hit record we read out our mission statement just to remind ourselves and then we forget it as soon as we start yeah, we recording it as soon as it's, halfway it's, it's, it's we're, we're an emergent emergent strategy. yeah we'll do That's our we'll, we'll, we'll do what we want we're not beholden to anyone but but i what i liked about this was in as you said you made a good point around how this was us really exploring and you know stretching our legs out a little bit and seeing what we can do and what things we can take into this and what i liked about this was danny elfman did very much that too he you know there wasn't just orchestral score there was some actual rock guitar and drums and bass and you know real like non-traditional scoring style instruments it was a real melting pot yeah of of different styles and you could tell that you could tell that it was very carefully created but also danny elfman was like you know it was your kind of your batman kind of style score rather than your kind of Sweeney Todd, uh, not Sweeney Todd, um, Edward Scissorhands. Like it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was gritty and grungy and like and like filthy. Yeah, and but Danny still Elfman Danny. usually, yeah, and that's it because Danny usually does quite polished pieces of music. Do you know what I mean? And quite, you know, but dare I say a little, a little, a little bit on the scale of composers, I've always found his stuff relatively juvenile, but like appropriate for the right movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he was able to do this movie like this scoring justice for what we were seeing. That's it, it that's always well. been. I feel like that's always been the thing for Danny Elfman. Every single thing that he's done that's been like really, really, really good has had that like perfect synergy with the movie and with the production. Like the tone of the movie has to fit the music and vice versa. It's just got a. It's just got a really, really blend. And when one of those things is off. I think the music always gets a hard rap for it mm, mm. because then you're like, oh, it just didn't fit. And 
when when Danny Elfman's music doesn't fit to something, it's really really noticeable yeah. and really really jarring. You got, la, you got an example, Allah <laughs> Justice League. Yeah, yeah. Allah Justice League. There, there are no more examples that I need to justify that statement with. That that that's just it. But but it's such an appropriate one, right? No, it because is. like it. it, it and, and 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 ladies and gentlemen, even if you are so, I mean, you know, like maybe you listen to this podcast for uh, because you're a music and movie fan yourself. Maybe you listen to it because you love the docile Scottish tones of Alex and Alex and myself, or maybe you do it because you like comic books and stuff. And we tend to do quite a lot of those. But whether you are or not, we you know we joke around the mission statement. Like it, I implore if anyone is interested in where just a bad score for a movie is yeah. i can i point people often say that to me they're like how do you review scores how do you know if a score is bad like it's just a score and i'm like listen Who's, who that you know has said the words it's just a score i want to Lo- meet loads them loads of people loads what? of people i know loads of people movie, i know they're just right. like remember people loads of people watch a movie they don't really care remember we're we're heavily invested loads of people watch movies and just go that was just music the f- Maddie does that all the time i find that wholly unacceptable maddie does it all the time like, I need, I need, like, how I, do you listen to this i need, to have, this? I need <laughs> to have a word with her because you we are uh, we are in the minority movies guaranteed movies are audio visual yeah those they are two equal things they are audio visual yeah but, but that's but, it like but but you surround yourself with musicians so obviously you're you're very biased towards that because you that's are, not a biased opinion that's a fact oh, mate, come, come and work in my workplace do you reckon those sort of people that i work with give a shit about the music no they don't they don't care they're like oh i like the i like the guns and i like the do you know what i mean i like the violence and i like the sex like but genuinely alex we are seriously seriously in the minority Jeez. um you're you're so in your musical tunnel <laughs> but but like we are and and but the point i'm trying to make was if you want an example of where it doesn't work, what you were described before about how important the pairing is and how appropriate Danny Elfman did for for this movie, do watch the original Justice League because it's you. It just is. It's just it's mind. Yeah, you'll just be watching and go. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and he, even like all it takes is to draw your attention. Anyway, sorry, let, that 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 ran over. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely right. So, as far as the score review goes. Vibe, hundred percent love it. Any memorable tunes though? No, there wasn't, and I knew you were gonna say that. And even the Doctor Strange theme was lost in this. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really there. They didn't really focus on it. Not that that was a truly iconic theme to begin with. Can we be honest? No. I think, um, personally, personally, I think it was it was indefinitely in the upper third of memorable themes. Well, I mean that 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 that, that of may, all the MCU that characters, that's a fair. Point. I know I, <laughs> they I, had their own themes. I, I mean, I think I think I touched on this either last week or like the week week before. But it's, it's a fairly low bar, to be honest, as far as like I. It is. I mean, I know you're a big MCU. fan of like Thor's one, and 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 I really like Spider Man's sweet because it's a fairly more sweet than anything, and 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 I. But I would say this one is. I don't know. I, I think Doctor Strange had a. I think the first it, 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 Scott Eastwood directed. Who was the original score for the? Um, was it Giacchino? Michael Giacchino. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why Michael Giacchino did. I, it must have been scheduling. No, uh, no it's or, Sam Raimi. Was it Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all it is. But 
Yeah, I just there weren't enough. And Giacchino's directing something now. So oh, I love that. I that's one of my fa- first film composers to ever direct something, and I absolutely I, that, love that's, it. That's not true. That's got to not be true. You tell okay. me that Ludwig Göransson has never directed something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it feels okay, so wrong. I, okay, so it's probably not I'll, true. I'll, but I'm look it's definitely, but it's definitely never happened at that level. I'll tell you that much. But okay. so I listened to this whole soundtrack. And nine-tenths of it, I was like, I, lo- I love this sound world, I love this sound world. Couldn't sing any of it back to you. I definitely couldn't think about what was happening so much in the movie when I was listening to it. Yeah. So it was it was, it was failing on a few little points that like I tend to listen to soundtracks on. But there were a couple of great tracks that I really want to point out. And the first one is uh, the main titles, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. right at the end of it, and it's the it's the music that's played in the closing yeah, cre- in it, the closing it, credits it because that's the that work, that's it? the that's the track that felt like the sketchbook that that's the one that was like okay this is the music that I'm presenting for this mm. movie these are all the big themes this is all the big moments this is the thing that has all the the musical direction and the phrasing and it's taking you on a musical journey through it i don't think any of the music really took you places in the movie i think they were very very well done for the scenes that they were scoring so, for example, like the sewer chase scene, like you know, with all the jump stairs scares coming out, it felt very like static, mm. not not much direction and just reacting to things that are happening in the movie. But I really felt like the main titles track did a really good job of presenting the orchestral language of the mm. film, and mm. so that's that's one that I would point to to really get the language of this movie and the other one uh gonna have to look up to uh what are you looking up what are you looking up i'm i'm, I'm getting words. the track list up getting the track list yeah getting the track list up where what is it called what's it called and you'll know where is it yeah, yeah, yeah. lethal symphonies mm, mm, now i know exactly what we're talking oh my goodness i've got some in my throat keep going lethal symphonies what a track that is because this is the moment a really amazing moment in the movie where two versions of doctor strange fight using what they fight using notes from a manuscript like they they take notes off a page yeah off off of a stave of music turn them physical and like fight with each other and now, then... i was i was looking at you this whole time and i was i couldn't wait to hear your reaction so i've, I've not heard this i'm really excited to hear what you think of this yeah no because we didn't really have a huge debrief after the movie but as as the physical notes were flying off the page and her hurtling at each other and having this fight you could also hear distorted versions of famous classical pieces of music mm, mm. Um, intermixed with that Danny Elfman sound and it created creates a really really unique sound which is which perfectly like a fart uh, lovely thank you <laughs> like everyone's the different like a snowflake lovely lovely <laughs> no i think it perfect i think it perfectly describes what this movie is about which is just like anything and everything and it's batshit crazy Mm, mm. 
and by the way we're taking uh musical notes turning them into weapons and like creating like battling symphonies of these things yeah. now yeah. having said that mm-hmm. they chose the wrong pieces of classical music i'm afraid okay go they on just then. did because there are two standout classical pieces of music in um, in this sequence. One of them is Bach, Toccata, and Fugue, which is that huge organ piece, you know, da 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 Iconic. And I don't have... Bach. Exactly. I don't... I don't... And I don't have so much of a problem with that piece as I have with the second piece, which is Beethoven 5, you know. Well, I was, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah. And frankly, enough. It's been in too much. Yeah. I it, It's such... Uh, catch-all trope, which is like, oh, classical symphony. What will we? What will we do? Beethoven five. Mm. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. I know. I know what you could have put in there, Alex. What? You know what I'm gonna say, don't you? <laughs> I've no. I've got no idea. But I can tell I'm gonna hate it. What is it? Um, you um, you put in um, fucking fucking um. Oh, what is it? Diaziri. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Diaziri. That also would, I think, would have been a bit, bit on the nose. Wouldn't it have been amazing? And I, and I talked to Ilham about this on the way home. Wouldn't it have been amazing if they did the Sorcerer's Apprentice? Oh yeah, or um, like Fantasia or something like that. Because here's the thing: that could be like an amazing in joke. Because some people wouldn't Disney get it. Some people yeah. wouldn't get it, but yeah, some people. I'm, I'm num- all in. You're right. Some people, number one, would have gone. Oh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's actually about a sorcerer. That's really clever. And by the way, it sounds quite pre Danny Elfman anyway because it's quite bouncy. Boom, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Fantasia, wasn't it? Yeah. It sounds quite Danny Elfman. Well, I mean, it was a piece before Fantasia, but Fantasia. The whole point of Fantasia was was was. I mean, Fantasia is brilliant. If if people haven't seen Fantasia, you need to watch it. But they basically took um, existing classical pieces of music and then they animated a story around it. But The Sorcerer's Apprentice is the only one that features Mickey Mouse. Mm. And Fantasia was actually, people forget, Disney's second ever feature Movie. film. Yeah. Yeah. After Snow, Snow, White? Snow, White Snow White was the first. Yeah. Fantasia was the second one. And you think, wow, that's a big swing for, for a studio. So it was really close to Walt Disney's heart. And then... And then you and then you draw the line and say, "Oh, Disney own Marvel now." They put the Mickey yeah, Mouse thing yeah. inside the Multiverse of no, Madness I'm, movie. I'm 100% and I'm convinced. like, you're right. "Why didn't yeah, you do right. that?" Yeah, you're that right. That is such a missed opportunity. It would have been so much classier than just what should we do? Oh yeah, da 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 da. Oh fuck off. Yeah, yeah, hundred. Well executed. Agreement. The concept is beautiful, and I loved seeing it on screen. Wrong piece of music. Mm. Honestly, I was like, "Oh, just want to." strangle someone <laughs> I, I i hate that when the thing is like near you know they're so close near to perfect but you just get you, you you wimped out <laughs> any other little um i mean we we talked about you know things like the the zombie strange which i was interested in. we never really talked much about the black bolt thing i mean what, what were your thoughts on that i, I thought that oh, was yeah. I, I mean i thought that was quite i thought it was very funny actually how they introduced him and then instantly brutally killed him i thought yeah. that was excellent i also i also quite like the fact that it was actually um what's his name and Ansel Mount, is that his name? Yeah, Ansel Mount. Yeah, yeah, Ansel Mount, who famously was Black Bolt in categorically the worst Marvel production that they've ever done, 
which yeah. is the Inhumans TV series. Well, it's the only thing that was ever created, and then they had they made no attempt to even try and bring it in. Yeah, no, I know. Actually, actually, that's not true. No, that's not true at all. Like, there's been loads. I think it wasn't Cloak and Dagger and all this sort of shit. They, well, they and also like, mm, also currently, that. it's a big it's a big question mark as to whether like the Defenders TV series are even in the MCU as well. Or, or apparently, the Eternals I've been reading as well. Like there was even serious oh, conversations oh, to be like maybe not. Oh come yeah, on! Yeah, I know, I know, I know, oh, I know, not I know, enough I know. Of that. I know, but the, the, that kind of picking and choosing is not becoming of them. No, it's not. But I, I did find it quite interesting that they did get him into it, even though it could have really been anyone because they had him in the full ridiculous suit. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. And again, like, he, he was a tangible thing that we'd seen before in that scene, but again, do we care? Although he died in a cool way, so yeah. I don't know. I'll take it. I think he. I think he was cool. I liked yeah. him in it. Do you want to talk about the post-credit sequences? Yeah, let's do it. Mid one, couldn't give a shit about. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't give a shit. I mean, like from a comics perspective, it's so that's Clea, who's you know the, the, sort of the future wife of Doctor Strange. But like, it was just lazy. It was just. It was just a really lazy. Like it was actually quite. It was almost as bad or as lazy as. Um, well, actually, let me just talk around the, the what led up to that, right? right because okay. we talk about the music again. The, how this movie ended, I fucking adored. How that move, the movie ended. You know how he just came out of the Sanctum Santorum, he was in civs, and he's like, okay, cool, I'm, I'm ready to go. He cr- he's halfway across the road, and then the wailing guitar kicks in, he drops to his knees, and his third eye opens in the middle of his head. Oh, yeah. And it's just wild. And I was like, and if and it ended there... Yeah, I was like, crazy. yes, that was a fucking epic ending. Yeah, I yeah, loved that. It was, like, it I, was, I was like, really good. good. You know, and, and Sam Raimi just embellishes that kind of like, here you fucking go. Have yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and I thought the mid, like it was so clear to me, Sam Raimi wasn't responsible for the mid, mid credit sequence. He, he just had to put that in there because someone else at Marvel told him to. Yeah. But he was responsible for the ending, which was so, so I loved that ending. And I loved the last credit sequence, which was, you know, Bruce Campbell, who I'm a little bit upset that they didn't see him in a Magneto costume, um, 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 not Magneto, fucking um, Mysterio costume. Right. I think that would have been a really great little in joke. He was obviously supposed to be Mysterio in, in Spider-Man 4. But I just, I love I, the, the way he'd been punching and then he turned like proper, um, was like Ferris Bueller, like it's over, it's over. Yeah. Because you know, because oh, you know that um, punching himself possessed hand thing is a callback to evil. I think it's Evil yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, is evil what dead. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. the hand's alive. Yeah, when yeah. The, when the hand's alive, and he has to, he has to cut it off himself. Cut it off. Um, yeah, yeah. But then, and then, but then, breaking the fourth wall, and it's over. Which, by the way, Wonder breaks. Wonder Wonder breaks the fourth wall. And yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that about? What did that? Well, mean? It's a, I think it's a wink and nod to um, bloody Wonder Vision, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I thought so. Mm, okay, cool. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. no, the mid the mid credits thing. I, so I don't. Who is it? What's the name of that character? Clea. Clea, right? Oh, who cares? Right. So we we are well into the territory of introducing characters that I do not know in the slightest, not even yeah. remotely heard of, because I I didn't grow up reading comic books, and so all I saw was fucking Charlie Theron. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I went, 
Oh, hi, Charlie Stern. Did you just yeah, pop yeah, yeah. over from Fast and Furious or something like yeah, that? Because yeah, you look yeah. equally ridiculous. In no, that's a really good point. Because you it? look yeah. equally ridiculous in this costume as you did in that costume. Yeah. Uh, where are we going? Dark universe? Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and and I'm like, why do I, this is? Oh, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't no, know. No, 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 that's really valid. That's a really valid point. I mean, like that. Yeah, I mean that is that's a really valid point, right? Because it is just a bit like. I felt I felt similar with Harry Styles, but I think I was a bit more tickled with Harry Styles at the end. But, of the but Turtles, it's just like, honest. but it's like introduce the character, introduce the character in some way before the actor that's playing them, because yeah. you're right, the audience just go tries their own. Yeah, no, that's a really really valid point. Yeah, look, I think we're. I mean, look, we're coming to yeah. the end. It's a weird place to end it, but I mean, I I, I must admit. I really enjoyed this movie yeah. and m- much more than I thought. Like I did, I thought this was going to really swing and hit and it stayed with me, this movie. And I would easily watch this one because I watched also, I, I, I don't know about you. I watched Dr. Strange two like the day before watching this. So I was like ready to go. And, and oh, I didn't watch it. I wish I'd done that. No, no, no. no. I, and I, cause I always wish I had done that. And I was like, I wasn't a massive fan of the first one. I was like, it was definitely the lower half of the MCU movies for me. Right. This was so much better, and I'm, this one's yeah. definitely in like the top half. Of no, MCU definitely. For me. I, I, I mean, first art, two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up. Definitely. Two, two thumbs up. But I think this is an uh, this is a triumph of a movie, triumph of a su- superhero genre movie, but a very dangerous failing for MCU. What do you mean? Because I because I think everything that let it down was not Sam Raimi. Mm, I, I, yeah, think there, yeah, I think yeah. there were yeah. I think yeah. there were two movies and and this famously went through reshoots, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I would bet big money that all of those late reshoots that it did were all the Illuminati bits that they put in because they got great feedback from fucking Tobey yeah. Maguire and Andrew Garfield in the last movie. And yeah. they were like, yeah, 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 more, 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 more of that yeah, stuff. And I'm, and, and, and I'm like, okay, this is part of a universe, right? So let's have a look at all of the Marvel stuff that's clearly Marvel and not the movie that Sam Raimi wanted or actually made. Let's, let's, look, at, let's look at those bits because they do kind of clash against each other a little bit like there yeah. are two vibes of movies no, that, that's that's actually a really valid point and, I, I, yeah and 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 i just think okay so somebody that's not sam raimi is doing the next one but they're still no i think it is sam raimi that's doing the the next no Adult i mean Strange. i mean just oh, i just marvel. mean whatever whatever the marvel thing is i know the next one is so maybe that's a maybe that's a bad example because he obviously does his thing as well but i just go yeah, but if the if if I don't the, think he if, does though. I don't think he does. If the whole umbrella, <laughs> if the whole umbrella is getting a little bit ridiculous and a little bit trite and kind of rotten, I, I, I don't think it's going in a good direction. Generally, I think they're still making good movies because they know how that because they're still because the results are the results. They're still making yeah, good movies. Yes, but there is something insidious in here, and I it's. I'm not enjoying it. No, I, it. I agree. I agree. Agree. But yes. But I would say, what I would also say, and this is was my last thing I would say on this is, we we we've got to enjoy these things while we can, right? Yeah. As audience members, how lucky are we to be blessed with something so amazing and in you know advanced storytelling that's interconnected and woven? Like, you know, like they've they've done something amazing. Amazing. Like this, I I finished watching this movie and I went. 
what a what a good time to be a you know like you know when like you know when I think back to like our parents and they were like how lucky they were to experience Star Wars in the cinema. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to be growing up with that experience. Or to and hear I, all Bohemian like, Rhapsody come on the radio for the, the first time. Come on the radio, time. exactly. Yeah, and and I think to myself, like, I think, and I, and I finished it and I was like, you know what? This is really good. It's good that we can just get to go. We're in the middle of this MCU, this this amazing thing that is never happened before in cinema and can never really be recreated. Yeah. You know, this is this is this is we're on the we're we're riding high here. Do you know what I mean? We're okay. right. We're riding high. I mean, we're riding high. Maybe there was a dip, and then it's up. But we're going up again. Maybe it's me being a bit pessimistic. Yeah. I genuinely think that it's going that it's going downhill as far as the interconnected story, because I think it's just getting way too big, and I do genuinely think Endgame was the absolute peak. Yeah, but but I do I yeah I know what you're saying and I do agree. We need to wrap this up, but but like, I just I don't know. I I, I think we've I think it's one of these moments where like if you happiness, Alex is like an orgasm. If you think about it too much, it goes away, right? <laughs> and that's and that's what I'll say to this. All right, that's what I'll say about this. Yeah. Okay? Oh, do you know what I mean? Excellent. It's like like I I think I just think for the sake of this, just enjoy this for what it was. Don't think about the interconnection, the strategy and stuff. If we like this movie, but isn't that what they want it. us to do? No, no, they, they, I think they don't. I think they don't. I genuinely think they want you to want to know what the big plan is, and I do think there is a big plan. But also, like this, I, I yeah, this is the first movie where I first went. I am just gonna enjoy these things for what they were. Anyway, look, we're, we are. Unless you want to say anything to that, Sorry, no, no, like no, I'm no, cutting no, no. off. Cool. Moving forward? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, back to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot that was coming. Um, do you want to quickly do that or do you want to do yes. a palette cleanser or something else? Uh, no, let's just do Moon Knight. Moon, okay, Moon go Connect. For it. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced about this finale. It wasn't that great, was it? It wasn't. And yeah, do you know I what? didn't like it that I, much. I was waxing lyrical about this series as a whole. And I think it's because I hadn't a fucking clue where it was going. And then I think in, it just... In you the, thought you were in good hands. You thought you were in good hands. No, no, no. I, I, I genuinely don't think that they fell off a cliff or like suddenly lost the plot. I just think it was the type of, it was the type of story and from the perspectives of it was being told, I think it ruined it by making sense of it. Yeah. I think as soon as they told us what, as soon as they told us the ending of this story, we were like, oh, you've ruined it. And yeah. not because, and I think, and I don't think there was any way that you could have avoided that. I read a really interesting tweet, Alex, and it was, it said something like, Moon Knight is the sort, Moon Knight is the series that I think I should like more than I do. Okay. And I was like, it's kind of relatable. I will, like I wanted to like it more than I did. Right. And it was like, but did you feel I, that throughout? Uh no 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 no. So when it went, so throughout, I was like, yeah, a little bit. I was like, I I like this. I like this. I like and I was kind of telling myself I like this because I was kind of like it's gonna have a really good conclusion where it ties it all together and, and like you know the ball gets fully tied. But I feel like what happened was you tied the bow, your shoelace, you pulled it out, and you wanted to get two lovely perfect ribbons, and you pulled it a little bit too much, and one of the ribbons came undone. So you've only got one ribbon left. And they went, anyway, there's your present. 
Yeah. Do you know what I meant? Like that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Just, just like one of the one of the balls had collapsed, but it didn't matter because I still got the present. I still got the gift. Like that. That's the kind of analogy that I have for okay. this one. Yeah. And I can't really put a finger on it. And, no, and... I, I'm not sure I can really put a finger on it either. Otherwise, I, other than I was trying to remember how I was feeling when I was watching all the other episodes, and I was absolutely enthralled by all of it. Like I, I was truly delighted by. I was never by, like overly five, but yeah, I can see. No, yeah, I, 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 I truly, truly was like absolutely delighted with the whole series right up until the finale, and I really do believe that there was no way that they could have avoided letting me down at, at, at the finale just because it ended and it finished and it seemingly finished telling a story. They they left like breadcrumbs in order to continue this thing, yeah, uh, with you know the the inevitable third personality and. Uh, and all oh, yeah, that, Jake. and so there, bit, there were definitely oh, I think, I think things. A little bit too late, though. I felt. I mean, well, I mean, obviously, this is going to come back in season two, but <laughs> go on. Go I, on. I don't. I thought it was lazy, though. No, I, I thought it was too late because, like, how did they solve? How did they, What was the conclusion? You know, the conclusion for these sort of things usually is he, he, you know, he's able to fight and win. But the way that they concluded this was they went, "Who was that? I wasn't me. That was." It, the way they concluded it was the the person who actually won the thing was a character that they haven't introduced yet. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I chalk that down to mystery, and it's a mystery, and 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 it's a mystery that I'm very happy to buy into, part like me personally as a viewer. But I do get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just I yeah. don't know. There was just something about it. Maybe it was the whole massive. Um, skyscraper sized crocodile god lady. I don't yeah, know. I wasn't into that actually either. <laughs> yeah, I think that yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. Overall, I fantastic know. series, and I'd and I'd and I'd recommend it to every uh, to anyone for the for the five out of six episodes alone. Mm. And and Conchu as a character is fucking marvelous. Oh yes, like and and, and um, F. Murray Abraham and oh, it's just beautiful genius casting. It, it, was, it was just really good. So so that bit was by far my favorite. Um, and, but that's and May, May Kalamawi okay. as well. She was fantastic. She was, yeah, she yeah, was amazing. yeah. Yeah, she was so good. Um, we got a new trailer, Alex. Our yeah, we, first trailer. We did. What were you? We were seeing the same thing, are we? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now uh, this is the first time I saw this trailer. Was that this? Is that in the cinemas? And and I oh, was it? I, too, thought, that, I yeah. thought you watched it before, or did no, you just I, ask I, me if I'd seen I, it? I think I just asked you if you'd seen it before, oh, okay. but I cool. I didn't do it subconscious. I didn't do it deliberately but i was happy that i did uh, i was happy i hadn't seen it yeah do you know what i mean before and watching it for the first time i had heard that this trailer for avatar 2 uh what was yeah, the sorry, subtitle yeah, yeah. um the way of way of water, water. yeah yeah the yeah. way of water uh i had read and what way is water i don't know it that, that way i think it is was what that, it way. Is, that or way it could be this way that way yeah. over the irish sea do you know what they've done um, that's what they'll sing in it no, they won't. It, they no. That's what they, James Cameron's like. I want to incorporate some Irish sea shanties. Jesus. What kids sing in nursery school? <laughs> Brilliant. I'd 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 read that this trailer was going to be attached to the release of the Doctor Strange movie, so I knew it. I knew it was going to be there because I think if I hadn't known it was going to be there, I might. I'd like en- to see more I, of that. I might have ended up watching it on on my laptop or on my telly. And again, I'm really glad that I didn't because. Isn't it mad? And you you t- you talked about this. Isn't it mad that for something that Took only a lot of has mad stuff. 
for something that's for a franchise that's only got one movie so far and that by the way came out 12 years ago yeah 12 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. jesus isn't it mad that it's still so like relevant in pop culture it is so relevant and and, and i and i and maybe I'm, it's just because I'm, we've known about these sequels for like five or six that's not good enough that's not good enough do you know what i mean like yeah. don't believe it until it's there yeah and, and i and i i i think i think and i don't quite i can prove it there's no i've no evidence for this but it feels right and maybe you disagree with me I think that there a lot of money has been going into some sort of merchandise marketing for Avatar over this past 12 years. Like, that's the sort of... Because if you watch it, it's not a... It, like, visually incredible, right? Visually, yeah. visually amazing. We always talk about how good it is. Everything else around that movie is just another movie. Like, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, plot-wise, plot it's nothing new. I mean, plot I wise, remember characters... at, at the time, everyone was like, oh, it's just Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But, I'm like, who cares? It's a classic exactly. story. But who I, cares if you but, tell but, it in a different way? And do you want to hear my Illuminati theory? But I oh, think, yeah, you'll, I think you'll appreciate it, right? Like, my theory... So, obviously, fame, you know, David Cameron's been investing huge amounts. Like, I, I, really, I really like David Cameron, actually. I think he's... Do you as mean a person, James Cameron? James I don't Cameron. think you mean David Cameron. Sorry, I'm not mean David Cameron. <laughs> Fucking hell, I think David... David Cameron has a bit too much Percy Pigs on his mind. Oh, uh, a pig. A no, he put it in his mouth, didn't he? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, James Cameron, not David Cameron. James Cameron. Um, I really like James Cameron. Actually, like I think you know, I I like his idea of. I, I like the. He he's the innovator of movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's he's and he's very disruptive in his his, his style. But he also commits to an idea and wants to do it. And and I and I like I have a lot of respect for that. I mean, I'm not yeah. overly into his movies, but I yeah. my theory is he always goes for those absolute those absolute Titanic works. Yeah. Oh. And it was almost like I get the impression that he's like. Um, oh come on! I get a bigger laugh. For that, no, it surely. was fine. It was fine. <laughs> but 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 like the, I get the impression that he's because he's investing so much money into that, he wants to keep Avatar like that kind of that kind of cash cow for him relevant. And I I think my theory is that he's been secretly funding merchandise and in some way like keeping merchandise. You know, like lunchboxes and things like this in the public domain. Like he's been f- privately funding that for so long, just right. so that when this trailer comes out, everyone's like, "Oh, a new Avatar trailer." Everyone's like, "Yeah." What do you mean a new Avatar? A new Avatar? Like this should be like if this was any other universe. This was like wasn't there like twelve years between the the Ghostbuster like renewing? People lost their fucking shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but this is just like, oh, here's the next one. I know, as if it came out last yeah, year. That's slash what I'm saying. Twelve years ago. Exactly. But it's also um, a movie that comes up anytime, you know, we talk about like box office numbers and things like that, because obviously it was like the highest grossing movie of all time until, until Endgame. I know double, it cheated. I, I know it cheated. And I, know, and, but, I also, and I also don't care. I'm not like that bothered about, you know, arm one win. And not, yeah, but you have to admit that a lot of people, a lot of people are and a lot of people do care. And, you know, it's always been at the top of those, at the top of those rankings. Like mm. it just has been so just ever present. But I think it was a trailer that definitely needed to be seen in the cinema. And it was really interesting because it, it almost looked like a tech demo. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like mm. it was just shots. You have that you theory didn't... about the good dinosaur, don't you? Yeah, it did kind of feel a bit like that. Yeah. It did kind yeah. of feel a little bit like that. Um, Where it was just lots and lots of visuals 
no story, hardly any dialogue. There's like one line at the end, and I can't remember what he says. Something about family. Maybe it's a Fast and Furious I, I, yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the trailer, though. So I did really I. like the trailer. I, it made me want to, and I've never really been that interested in this, but it made me want to watch the first one again, and it made me go, uh, you know, as I same. fucking should do, it made me want to go, ah, I'm, I'm, I'll go, I will go to the cinema and see this. Yeah, same. 100%. 100%. It, it's getting... I'm not a hater of Avatar by any, no, by any stretch. And a lot, and a lot I, of people are. And I'm like, why do you hate it? Why do you all hate but, it all so much? Like, I also it's think it's going to be bad. I, but I also like, there's some, I can't, is it weird how I can't really put a finger on, why is this going to make so much money? Why do these films make so much money? Like, why do they make so much money? Why does well, you everyone... Say, you say these movies. There's only one. Oh, my God. No, I don't. But like this... You just fell into the trap. But this movie's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Here's I don't the question. Really know why. Here's the question. Do we go and see it in 3D? And that's how they do is it. The, like, no, but this is, is this the saying. is this the movie that we go back to 3D for? Because you yeah, know maybe. You know what's very but interesting. This is what I'm saying. Like this is what I'm saying. Like this is this is all down to James Cameron. Like it's this this amazing marketing strategy that he's done. It yeah. puts you as an audience member. Like it's genius. It's yeah. so genius. And actually, him. just thinking about it for half a second here, I think I would go and see it in 3D. Yeah, you know, of course you would. So would I. So would I, because... <laughs> Even he's, though he's 3D is terrible, and it'll make my know, eyes hurt. <laughs> but he's created this event. Yeah. And just yeah, so yeah. you know, this event is double the ticket cost. Like, it, it's genius marketing. Yeah. Like, it really is. Like, this is such an interesting, like, case study. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I it is genius question. marketing, but at the same time, he is the technical innovator. Like, he will deliver something we've not seen But it's seen not before. even just technical innovation. Like, this is this is, like disrupting like him this is him disrupting the cinema like you know he he only needs to if if if, if oh, i fucking love this shit anyway yeah. we've got to move on yeah, oh, um, we, we absolutely do but just as a final point i reckon that all the other movie studios even marvel will be avoiding that release window like the plague mm, i think even mm, marvel mm. will be like we're not releasing anything yeah, near it's, avatar 2 yeah yeah and that's yeah. that's amazing that's Sembrano. amazing that even yeah. Marvel would do that. But there we go. Yeah. Um, to a little bit of news, there was one other little trailer which I saw, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and then there was a very quick casting piece of news. Do you want the casting bit quickly? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Christopher Walken, he's appearing in Dune. That is the, gonna... hands down, that is the best impression you've ever done. Because usually you're shite. You think? Yeah. That was a good, though. That was really he's good. appearing in Dune. Um... It got it, worse. No, I, I think I, I do a better one though. I, do you want to hear the better one that I do? Yeah, go on. Christopher Walken <laughs> is appearing in the dawn. Uh, I'm getting a better that one, haven't I? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute since that. There we go. Yeah. <sighs> I think I, I mean, you missed it the last couple of ones. Well, I tried to retire it after Morbius because I did. I just didn't feel it was funny anymore. But no, I mean, I, I, the, the rare callback. I think. I think it was apt. okay. Well done. Fine. Well done. Well Fine. played. Well played. Who do you think Christopher Walken's gonna play? Oh, they announced. Like they announced it. They announced it as some kind of Baron, isn't it? Oh, or general is it? or something like that. They some did. Sort of they did announce general. it. I'm really looking forward to Dune 2. Why is it... Why... Like, typically, Avatar 2 and Dune 2, these are sort of movies where I'm like, meh, too. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to both of them. Yeah, uh, me these too. Film, these film make... These film make... These, these, I'm going to do this for the third time and the final time. Brilliant. These films make me feel young. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They make me feel young and you giddy. You oldie, you. 
No, but they do. They're charming, and they I are. like it. And and I and because they, they're, they're good. They are good they shit. Are. Oh, June, the first June was really good. I know. I really want to watch it again. I Jeez. really want to watch it again too. It was good. I fucking love Villamies. <laughs> Villa movies. Vill- no, Dennis Villa. Yeah, Villa 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 Dennis Villa movies. <laughs> um, the last little trailer that I saw. So I mean, here, like, is is the um. What was it called? Oh, prehistoric planet. So this is basically. Right. Did you did you ever watch Walking with Dinosaurs, I Alex? Fucking loved Walking. I with loved dinosaurs. it too. <laughs> so good. I think I had a VHS of Walking with Dinosaurs. I watched I it all the time. And I was like, just look, look at the dinosaurs I'm walking around. <laughs> oh, that's like dinosaurs, but if they were here in our planet, yeah. but we know them because they were. Um, but like I, I said this to my brother once, and he was like, "You're right." And it was, um, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and I said, "I said I lied." That's that's the best. Best impression you've ever done. <laughs> watching, 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 walking with dinosaurs taps into the same part of my brain as my joy for like, um, for like complicated train sets. <laughs> do, you know I, do you know what I mean? Is that does that make sense? Accurate. Do you know oh. what I mean? Does in some way that kind of like line up? Like the the parts of my brain when I watched Walking with Dinosaurs also line up when I saw like a miniature train set go into a paper mache tunnel. I was yeah. just like a small part. It was like. Ooh. you know like oh, you yeah. know you're being educated in some way but you're okay you're like i'll let this oh through. yeah i'm, I'll I'm let down this with through. it, <laughs> I'm down this with it. Oh, but um some fun things about this so it's three big names okay john favreau directs it Oofed. okay he's directing a documentary he's directing the documentary series surely surely this is off blanking no because oh yeah oh, from the technology yes yeah potentially yeah, yeah. so yeah, no good point actually yeah probably well yeah. and then um, how to direct a movie with that technology as well yes yeah, yeah and then it's an Apple Plus of are paying for it but it's he's directing it but Sir David Attenborough is narrating it fantastic he's narrating. Uh, a scripted documentary but of course he'll be talking about like the dinosaurs so it's really great and here's the final part Alex Hans Zimmer is scoring it ifed. How that sounds really good. What yeah. a new different concept. Yeah. A scripted, like CGI documentary with someone who's known for doing documentaries, someone who's known for doing epic scores, and someone who's known for doing great elaborative stories. And this also, will be good. This and will be really also, good. dinosaurs. Oh, uh huh. And Pla- paper mache trains. No, no, no. Dinosaurs plus Attenborough. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're doing. We have yeah. uh, his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. just you know, that's there also. That's there. I know also. we, I know we haven't chatted about, it and we are absolutely at time. How fucking good does the the Jurassic Park Dominion trailers look? Oh, so they good. They look so good. So good. I'm scared it's gonna be shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think this is gonna be one of these movies where like the momentum carries it over. So even if it is shit, everyone's gonna be like, ah, it's good. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, and I'll be the first one to like sing its praises if it's really good. Yeah, yeah, me too. Anyway, Alex, can you sing something else for me? <laughs> sing, can you sing what they've got to do? Oh, next? Can I sing what they've got? To... I'm not sure I could, but I will no, say can. it. No, you can't. Try. No, do it. Do it. Do it. Okay, do it, fine. No, do, no, do it. All right. Well, I'll come to your house and hide some of your things. What can you do? Well, you can go on to the Apple Podcasts app. Find us on there. Give us five star ratings if you please. You can leave a review. You can tell us what your favorite movie soundtrack is. And if you can't listen there, you can listen on Spotify. There's a wee harmony. How was that? Yeah, but then you got to team me up. There's a duet, this thing. All right. Well. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, oh, my improvisation skills need You know, I improved. You know, I love, I love, um, uh, my favorite thing is when a song starts with a big deep well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, keep going, yeah. keep going. Well, you can get, you can get in contact directly with us via our email address, which Callum will tell you now. <laughs> You had so much time to get your chill to deliver your one line. You didn't give me any prep, and I feel like I delivered. That made me laugh a lot. Well, um, I, thank you also to wonderful graphic design from KTC Graphic Design. <laughs> I promise we're not drunk. I promise we've not been drinking. No, but you said well. Oh, well, well. All right, let's kill okay. this thing. Oh, you like that. We do that again. We do that more. Um, anyway, hey, what would we do next week? Very good question. I, I there was something, wasn't there? I, I don't know. We'll do this off. We'll do this off. It'll be a surprise for you. You'll love it. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and we will speak to you again next week. But until then, goodbye now. All right, guys. Ta ta. Thank mm-hmm. you.